Ladies and gentlemen, your man Noel Sosa in the building. Welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. And I've got the guys here with me to talk about all things boxing, the sweet science, and of course, the big fight that just happened this past weekend and a major announcement that was also made. Uh, Hurricane Fernando Rivas in the building. What up, brother? Hey, what's going on, No Soul? What's going on, Ivory? Uh, happy to be here for another big week of fights, and uh, can't wait to get to it, man. Yeah, we're going to get to it, man. You, you mentioned his name. He's in the building with us from the Whatever You Say podcast. Our friend, Ivory Towns, in the building. What up, Ivory? My guys, what's going on? No Soul, what's going on, Hurricane? Glad oh, to be man. back in the uh, squared circle with you boys, man. Let's talk about it. Oh, man. And there are some things for us to talk about. Obviously, you know, last yeah. time we got together last week, we were doing the preview, getting ready. We were hyped up. We were excited. We were ready to see Canelo back in the ring against Charlo, an opponent who was supposed to ask all the questions that we wanted answered. Is Canelo slipping? Is he on the decline? Does he still want to do this anymore? Does he want to just go play golf instead? What? what where's Canelo at? Charlo was ready to ask all the questions, and then he forgot to ask the questions. That's it, man. I think we actually have that sound effect there. Right? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well done, Irie. That was good. Uh, man. Yeah, man. I, I gotta say, uh, first of all, you know, was you know enjoyed the fight card. Uh, I thought, you know, we'll talk about some of those other fights here in a minute, but I thought it was a great fight card, one of the better ones I've seen for a big pay-per-view in a while. And the main event, it comes around, Canelo gets in the ring, Charlo, he's got this fire in his eyes, and and Fernando, you know, from based off what you said, I feel like you were you were pretty on the money on 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 how things stood, especially once Canelo got out there. Cuz you were you were you were in the mind that that Charlo might have been a little intimidated by the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I still thought even being intimidated that, you know, because we all know he's a dog at 154, mm -hmm. and he was going to use that dog in him to, you know, fight back. You know, and whenever he let his hands go, he was tagging Canelo a few times. Yeah. It just, uh, it was very disappointing because from round one on, I think he conceded the fight. Mm -hmm. I think he tasted his power, and he said, you know what, man, let me just go 12 rounds with you. Right. I think that's, that's really what it was. And uh, to me, this damages uh, his. Uh, really, it damages him as a fighter mm. for doing that because hurt his stock. His hurts his stock. His, his stock's gonna plummet a little bit, you know, in the eyes of, of many. Because even Crawford said, "I don't want to fight this dude now. You just let Can Canelo spank you." Right. And so, so he's gonna have to do some major rebuilding back at 154. Um, but the signs were there. Like I said, you know, he, he was not being his normal self. He was not trash talking. He was not doing any of the stuff that he normally does. And, uh, you know, the, like I said, the real telling sign for me was round one when he just, you know, he wasn't fighting his his same aggressive style that he does. And uh, it just, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of, I thought he would get KO'd because I thought he would fight back. Right. And he didn't even fight back. So he, he just was content to go the 12 rounds. Uh, even the way he got knocked down, he felt his power and took a knee, you know, so. Right. To me, that just uh, it was a fighter that wasn't necessarily punished or dominated. More or less, he was a fighter that conceded the fight, you know, mm. a while back ago, and he was just trying to go through the motions and go through the rounds. Well, you you know, man, I'll I'll, I'll give you you know my take on it real quick before I let Ivory uh, give his. I you know I look at the fight and I think a couple of things happened here, right? Um, I think what ended up happening was Charlo. I think he had too much respect for Canelo. 
you know, like you were talking about, he wasn't being his normal self. He's normally in there giving people the, the blues, giving them a hard time, yeah. press conferences, weigh-ins, all that. He didn't do any of that. I think he mentioned how much respect he had for Canelo, and I think he just held on to that respect. Yeah. And then you combine that with Canelo coming out and throwing some of the most powerful shots I've ever seen him throw. I mean, Canelo was throwing some some heat out there. Yeah. You know, 100-mile-hour fastballs. I mean, yeah. Canelo was out there throwing them things. And I think Charlo realized real quick, damn, 14 pounds is a bit much to jump up for my next fight. You know what I mean? Because, listen, a pound is is like a mile in, in the sport of boxing. 14 pounds is like a light year. That's in another solar system. And to jump up 14 pounds, I think he realized real quick, yeah, this probably ain't going to be the night. Let me make it through. Let me get out. Let me not get my head busted open. And uh, let's get on to the next one. That's what I think happened. I think it was the combination of too much respect for his opponent in Canelo and then realizing very quickly, yeah, probably jumping up two weight classes wasn't the best choice. Yeah, Ivory, what'd you think, man? Guys, come on now. We, we knew this, man. I told y'all I, I didn't like the setup from 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 jump. I mean, two nice names, you know. The Charlo does Charlo name carries a little weight. We know Canelo; he's the anchor in the in the sport right now. But it was the lesser Charlo, and he got to jump up two weight classes, not just one. Um, and I, I guess on the other side of that, you could say, well, Charlo Incorporated got a nice donation, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, ha however they decide to split the money and divvy it up besides amongst the family, you know, who knows? But, you know, you can you'll go on that side of it and say, well, you know, little bro, lesser bro was taking one from the team and, and going in there and, and chasing the bag. I get that, but so was Canelo. Canelo, listen, man, pick on somebody on your side, man. <laughs> Two weight classes, that was, that was kind of, that was too much for me. And to ask the lesser of the two, although we know, Jamal should have been the one, and whatever he's going through, hopefully, you know he'll get it together. We'll see him in the ring soon. But I just, I, I, I didn't have a good feeling about this fight from the jump. I think Canelo could have took him out early, like I predicted, if he wanted to. But I want, I really think he sent a, he sent two messages. He sent a message back to his Mexican fans that's been doubting him, and been talking about him a little bit. And he sent a message to Big Brother Charlo. You sure you want twelve rounds of this? <laughs> you sure? You sure you want to go get your head together to come get it beat in like this? Um, so I think he was sending a couple messages out there, and he knew he would. You know, it was we all—all all three of us know what we're watching out there. We knew what it was going to look like. It was—it was always in Canelo's hands and how long he wanted to take that fight. Um, and yeah, and 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 Charlo felt that power early, and it was obvious that Canelo didn't feel any of Charlo's. He just walked him down flat-footed all fight. And just and just haymaker them to death. Didn't see much head movement. Didn't really didn't need to see much much jabbing. It was it was it was really a slow a slow burn a slow domination really for twelve rounds. Man, well you know it's interesting you say that. Um, a couple of things, man. I don't know. I mean, you know, you mentioned a lot of people were saying that Jermel was the better of the Charlo skill wise. We know Jermel uh, is, is a little bigger naturally, right? Just a, yeah. a bit. And, and so, I mean, I think that's really the only difference there. I think skill wise, I think Jermel is actually a little bit slicker, ha has a little bit more uh, in, in his bag. 
Um, but again, jumping up two weight classes. I mean, your first fight yeah, at 168 man. is against the undisputed champion. But let me also say this when it comes to the whole size thing. We talked about how these guys probably walk around at the same weight anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But fighting at that weight is different, right? I think yeah. the Butcher was on here last week kind of making that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was saying, hey, listen, you know, it's one thing to walk around, but to, to compete at that weight is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you do have to give credit there. But I also want to say this too, and Ivory, you know how I feel about this. Uh, if we're going to, you know, say Canelo, pick on someone your own size. Hey, you got to give Canelo his credit. I think he's at a weight division he doesn't even belong at, and he's undisputed champion. I mean, we saw him go up to, to, to you know, uh, to even further, right, to light heavyweight and try yeah. out those waters, and I hope he never does that again, right? Yeah. So he, if you want to yeah. knock him for fighting a smaller fighter, you also got to give him credit for fighting these other bigger fighters. Um, I mean, let's not forget, he one hit a quitter, Sergey to Crusher Kovalev. I was yeah. blown away that he was able to do that. Yeah. I mean, this guy was losing a fight, he, in my opinion. And then he just hit him think, with that with that one hit of quitter, and it was it was a done deal. Yeah, I well, I, I think just just to I think I think that's how skilled Canelo is. And and then one thing that, you know, it helps him is, you know, the 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 higher the weight class you climb, I think the you know, slower the fighters you're going against there are. Yeah, they hit heavier, they hit harder, they're bigger, but I think he's seeing a lot of these punches a little bit more. Uh, and that's how skilled and how great of a fighter he is. But, I mean, just just in this particular one, just this particular fight with with uh, Charlo and making him jump up two fights, I just didn't like that. I think, you know, I think Canelo knew he had the A side and just decided to just make a move and and just, just you know, uh, uh, checkmate him to death. But also, hey, man, what you supposed to do when you got a little pup Tugging at you, tugging at your heels, talking about let's go, let's go, let's go. And you can make a quick 50, quick 100, you know, whatever he made. You know, we're, we're, at some point, it's like, all right, man, come on, damn. Let me, just, let me wipe him up out of here real quick. You know, go go get this quick 40, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's prize fighting at the end of the day. We got to get our money. But I knew, it was, I knew what it was going to look like. And I just, you know, I was I was questioning this fight from, from the jump because – Canelo was going to spank him. We knew that. And yeah. if you're Jamil Charlo, though, right now you're probably waking up and you're probably going to start feeling some regrets now because we were talking about fighters, you know, great fighters going up in weight. Um, you know, Canelo did it, you know, went up to 175. And, you know, when we talk about daring to be great, you know, we talk about Sugar Ray Leonard mm-hmm. coming back from a three-year retirement to challenge Marvin Hagler, yeah. mm-hmm. jumping up two weight classes and beating him. Right. You know, we talk about... Even guys who didn't succeed, like Sugar Ray Robinson, right? You know, he jumped up to one seventy-five to fight. Um, it wasn't Joey Maxim. Yeah, it was Joey. He fought Joey Maxim. Uh, he lost, but he dared to be great, and he only lost because he was exhausted from you know heat exhaustion. And, right, right. And so, right. Amir Khan dared to be great, got knocked out, paid mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he tried to win the fight. And so, like, if you're Jamil Charlo, you know, you think about the legendary fighters that have done that. You're the one fifty-four undisputed pound champion. If you beat the face of boxing. You know, in one fight, in one fell swoop, you just, you just unified a whole nother division. Absolutely, you're in, you're in the conversation now. That you're a legendary fighter. You're you're Absolutely. you're with the Sugar Rays. You're with the Hagglers, Durans, right. and so this is a missed opportunity for Charlo to put his name there. And uh, you know, I think he's gonna kick himself when he wakes up because, you know, Let- when you when you talk boxing, what are the names that come up straight from your head? Ali, you know, Leonard, Frazier, yeah. all these names. When you when when you hear the name Charlo, you think which one? Ah, ooh, right. That was right, an opportunity right. for him to separate himself 
and you know join that upper echelon and i think you know he's gonna he really missed the opportunity for that one by just by just cruising for the 12 rounds let me let me ask you this let me ask you this though okay let's say longevity has to come into play though once you want to you know, Sugar Ray, Ali, Duran, Hagler. I mean, they did it for a long, long time. And 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 Charlo got his belts, and and he's he's bounced around a couple weight classes. But say he did beat Canelo, he he that just one win that that would put him up there. He wouldn't I have mean, to do it for sure because wouldn't have to take down a couple more names. It, it puts him with Crawford as two weight classes undisputed. You know, it, it's something that not very many fighters can do, and and it, and it would have been jumping up to weight classes yeah. to be undisputed. We wouldn't think it was a we wouldn't that, think it was a fluke though. We wouldn't kind of tag that to it until I, we saw the rematch. I don't think so. I don't think you can do that. I mean, if it, if it happens, it happens, right? I mean, I think he would be the only person to be undisputed in two weight classes that far apart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, and and, and that is historic. Yeah. So you here's the, here's my thing. So let, you let missed me, a big opportunity. There yeah, for sure. yeah. Let let me do a, a a quick zoom out, and hopefully I don't lose you here. But just a quick zoom out, big picture. Let's take everything away. Listen, man, you get to live this life one time. This guy is a professional prize fighter. If you're telling me you're gonna give me an opportunity to make the most money I've ever made in my life. But on top of that, yeah. give me an opportunity to be great, to be legendary, to face one of the best fighters this sport has seen in recent memory, and I got the I got a chance to do this. Man, listen, I will never knock a man for going for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just you just if anything you got to celebrate the guy for at least going for it. Did he perform the way he wanted to? No. Did the fight turn out the way we were hoping for? No. But you know what? He signed up for it. He got in the he got in the ring and the bell went ding ding. You got to give the man his credit for that, I believe. Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, and he does, you know, any fighter that steps in the ring and takes a risk like that, you know, you got to give him credit. I just feel like he stopped believing in himself. In himself, I think he stopped believing he could win the fight. Oh yeah, in the first in the round. first round. Yeah, and and my thing is, man, if you would have just believed in yourself a little bit more, there's yeah. no telling what you could have done. And you know, you win this fight, you, you risk it. If you risk it for to for this fight, you know, you could be up there with with the Leonard's. You know, with with the Henry Armstrong. So that guy yeah. won. You know, three weight classes at the same time back when it was incredibly difficult to win a championship. Incredibly difficult. You know. Uh, you're up with those guys, you know. Roy Jones jumping up to heavyweight to beat John Ruiz. Right. Come on, man. That's a legendary moment, also. You know, so you're up there with those names, and uh, so I don't think he he uh, Charlo uh, realizes this yet, but he he missed out on a big big opportunity to put himself up there. And if he would have won this fight, can you imagine how big a, a Charlo Crawford fight would have been? Man, how about yeah. that? And so so he 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 missed out yeah. on that on um, that opportunity. I think a lot of it was psychological. I wouldn't be surprised if for his next fight. He goes back to his normal self, you know, trash talking, you know, uh, and talking shit to Tim Zoo because I know he he likes to talk sh and he mispronounces yeah. his name. I'm Tim Kazoo. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is Tim Kazoo? <laughs> you know, he'll do that, and I would not be surprised if he goes back to his normal self at 154. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like for this fight it, it was just he was out of his yeah. element. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he did say yeah. that. He did say that, and I and I'm I'm curious to see if he does. And again, I think that he, he was very intentional in preserving himself through the fight, so he could get back there, right? Yeah. So we'll see. And real quick, you were talking about money. I was reading an article that says that uh, Jermel Charlo is estimated to make anywhere between one point five and six million dollars. I'm I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be closer to six. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, Canelo's making anywhere from fifteen to thirty million dollars for the fight. And again, I'll say that's at least yeah. at least twenty that he's taking home uh, for that performance. Yeah. And listen, uh, here here you go. Even though we weren't you know, able to ask the questions, even though Jermail Charlo was not able to ask the questions, how do you rate Canelo's performance? Fernando, let me start with you there. I think Canelo had an opportunity to really step on the gas and stop him. I just think yeah, I think he, he figured he had it in the bag. I think he realized Charlo's not going to offer much up as far as of, of a fight. So he didn't really risk it. He just kept plugging away kept pressuring him, landing some power shots. And I think he was content with that also. So that's why I feel like this fight didn't answer almost any questions at all that we would have had. Right. But Canelo did what he was supposed to do. He he won. I, I gave him uh, 10 of the 12 of the twelve rounds because the two rounds where Jermel Charlo let his hands go a little bit, I thought he did enough to win. Mm. So, you know, I had a 118-109. So it was overall a good, uh, good performance for Canelo, similar to John Ryder, really. Sure. Um you know, it's uh, par for the course. You know, I still want to see him tested. You know, I I don't think those questions were answered. Maybe he's still at his peak. You know, but uh, for right now, the questions was not were, was not answered for me. Uh, but it was still a solid performance by Canelo, given the fact that his opponent really wasn't there to fight anymore after the after the first round. Yeah, my you know, if I, if I look at the, that performance, I think you got to give Canelo his credit for doing what he was supposed to do. You know, after the fight, he said nobody beats this Canelo. Yeah, and he so he feels. That you know he scored you know with you know uh, he aced the the test yeah. right so if he feels that way I mean it's good to know one thing that I can't help but 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 notice sure he had some really big pop in his punches I mean again I think those are some of the hardest punches I've seen Canelo ever uh, display yeah um, the other thing though kind of the the downside for me with that is he's got away from his combination punching yeah. I mean he's he's just looking for those chances to throw the those those the, the, those heat those heaters you know those fastballs and and I think he's really gotten away from the combination punching. I think that same game plan is what hurt him against Dimitri Bivol, yeah. who, when he did step up, is not you know a slower fighter like Ivory was talking about, right? I mean, yeah. Dimitri Bivol is actually pretty slick yeah. for the one seventy five, uh, you know, lightweight light heavyweight division, and because he couldn't put combinations together, he really thought he was going to go in there and, and and be the boss. Well, Bivol's too damn big, you know, for for that for that kind of game plan to work. So, what's going to happen when Canelo runs into a sturdier fighter who is not just completely deterred by those one here, one there, one here, one there power shots? I I would like to see more combination punching, like you said. The foot movement isn't what you know Canelo. It, one of his calling cards, right? One of his yeah. trademarks that Canelo's been known for his amazing footwork and head movement. Yeah, you're really not seeing that much anymore. No. Um, but he is kind of compensating with that extreme power that he's yeah. now bringing to the Maybe table. that could be a sign of, of slipping, you know. Yeah. He, he's disguising it very well if it is. Right. Um, I just, you know. I mean, it's a different style. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I would like to see how that style holds up against a Benavides, mm-hmm. you know, one of the bigger <laughs> super lightweights. Uh, I would like to see how it holds up against someone like a David Morrell, you know. Boy. So, you Boy. know, once, once those bigger super middleweights start coming into and the... And those are super middleweights. This yeah. is what I'm trying to tell you. This is why I still think Canelo is in a division he's yeah. too little yeah. for. Yeah. You, those are some big yeah. guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think he's just tired of making 160. He's probably... Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants to wait, yeah. walk, fight that walk-around weight and that's... Uh, you know, hey, 
he can do what he wants, man. He's winning. So, but uh, but yeah, you know, I like to see him against a. Uh, it's time to face the elite one sixty eight pounders now. Yes, uh, this was a nice little cash grab. It was a, a big fight because we all thought it was he was stylistically Charlo was stylistically you know competent enough to give him a test right and he still is stylistically competent to give anybody a test it just sure. he was just a little intimidated by the size and so he didn't offer much resistance right but uh i think it's time for him to i think that there's still big fights for both of them and in their respective weight classes for sure ivory how would you grade canelo's performance uh you know he he, he did what he needed to do he did what, what what i expected i think what we all expected um, I, I thought I, I predicted if you guys remember, I thought he was gonna get him out of there early, mm-hmm. like five, six, seven, something like that. He, I think he knocked him down in the six, something like that, right? Right. Um, but I, I think he could have got him out of there if he really wanted to. But you know, like we all saw, and like and like like uh, Fernando said, it was, you know, it was obvious that he didn't respect Charlo's energy or his his strength at all. So he just stood flat footed, walked him down, and just gave him twelve rounds of beating. Um, so, I mean, right there, I give him a B. You know, if we're in school, I give him a B. That's about what I expected. Um, but, you know, like I said, I had my issues with the fight from the jump. You know, I, I think I think Charlo, I think the money grab, obviously the money grab for Charlo. But, I mean, you know, I think, like you said, he wasn't acting the same from the jump. So, I think it was kind of it was kind of set in stone and kind of understood from the jump um, that Charlo was going to kind of fight a little different and, and probably not come in there and be as, his normal energetic self. So, you know, uh, uh, Canelo took adv- took advantage and did what he's supposed to do. Big boy him. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens next, man. He did, and that was a seventh-round knockdown, which was a nicely placed punch, man. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that looping right hand, he kind of straightened it out a little bit, came over the top and uh, rung the bell of uh, Jamel Charlo. And, again, you know, it was. I remember watching the fight, and, and, and as soon as Canelo, you know, uh, throws that first – power shot I, I i even said it i said Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute yeah. and, and and you could almost feel and like listen those body shots you could just feel and see that even charlo started walking a little funny even the you know punches what I mean? yeah to the arms too yeah. uh-huh. when he's hitting him in the arms you, you can tell he was just like shit like, yeah that was it's hard to get away from that he kept his poker face but it, you know the way he conducted himself the rest of the fight really tells the tale and you got to give canelo his credit hey listen Whatever he he was putting, this was the what was contracted. This is the man who stepped in the ring, and he did what he was supposed to do. So for that, you know, I will give him an A, uh, maybe an A minus, but I, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna give him an A, and 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 yeah. you know, uh, probably I'll give him a B plus. Okay, just because I didn't give a grade, and I think it's a, a B plus, <laughs> and uh, just I think a, a knockout would have been the A for me. He, sure, he, he had an opportunity, he didn't step on the right. gas. Yeah, and so so B plus for me. B plus. A minus. Would you give him? Uh, you say you give him a B. You give him a B. I just gave him. A, yeah, I gave him a regular old B. You know. Yeah, nice. I like it. Just a, just a regular eighty-seven percent B. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Listen. Uh, so real quick, let's talk about what's next. I mean, we think we know what Charlo's going to do. Uh, Charlo's going back to one fifty-four. He talked about it. Obviously, he called out Terrence Crawford. I doubt that happens first. No. Um, but I, I think there is an attractive matchup for him um, uh, because the you know he was he was stripped of one of his titles uh, for taking the fight. As soon as the bell rung, he was no longer 
you know, undisputed champion, that title is gone is going to Tim Zhu, son of legendary Australian fighter Costa Zhu. Tim Zhu, who's making a name for himself, he's out there getting a getting a string of knockouts. He's going to be taking on Brian Mendoza, who up uh, was a big upset uh, recently. Over Fedora, who how tall is Fedora? He's like six, six foot seven, or six. Like that. Foot, I mean, crazy. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how that guy like can four, make that six, weight four, class. Six, like that. But but yeah. Yeah, but but let me tell you something, man. Brian Mendoza can crack. Tim Zhu can crack. That's going to be a good fight in itself, and we'll yeah. end up talking about that. But I kind of like that as a as a get back to one fifty four matchup. The winner of that fight, give you know, let them see Jamel Charlo. I think yeah. that's an appropriate course of action. Yeah, because if you're Tim Zhu right now, you're just an email champion. Yeah, right, so, straight up. So you're gonna defend it against uh, <laughs> against Mendoza, but you know if you to be solidified, you gotta beat the guy they they stripped him. Right, the they got stripped was his Jermel. So, yeah, so right now he's yeah. the he's yeah. the he's he the got email. an email that said, "Hey, congratulations, yeah. Yeah. you're the champion." Yeah, he's the email champion of the world <laughs> yeah. right now, and so in order to correct he that, got you're a notification. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, if, if, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to see Charlo to get that solidified, you know, for sure as a legitimate championship. Yeah. So. And it'll be in Australia, and, and I have no problem with it being in Australia because make you know, a bunch of money, make a bunch of money over there, and it'll be like a way for Jamel to you know to kind of bring that uh, that stock back up because yeah, go to Australia, beat a, a, a hot young prospect out there in yeah. his home country, right? That puts him back in line for 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 the Crawford fight, especially if we whoop him, especially if you whoop him, you know, knock <laughs> yeah. him out, and yeah. you know, make an example, and you know, yeah, and I think that brings back the you know demand for a Crawford Charlo fight, but right now nobody wants to see that. Yeah, no, no, unfortunately, not, right. I think the right, not right now, right. No. I think that's going to be the way, the best way it can play out, at least in my mind, is to see that happen uh, for Jamel. But what about Canelo? Are we going to see him? I mean, listen, everybody wants to see him fight David Benavides, yeah, the Mexican monster. Everybody wants to see that fight. And listen, they now are at the same table. They're both, yeah, you know, PBC fighters here, Al Heyman fighters. So it is possible. Yeah. Do you think we actually see it, or, or what do you think we see? Well, it, you know, ideally we should see Cinco de Mayo weekend next year. Woo! Benavides versus Canelo. Well, that's yeah. what we need to see. Uh, yeah. Two Mexican fighters on a Mexican holiday. Boy. It's going to be a big yeah, event. You give me a good undercard, take my money twice. I'll order the pay-per-view twice if I got to. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's going to be a super uh, event. Yes. I don't know that it happens because, <laughs> you know, that is a that's a real super middleweight. It's David Benavides. Yeah. By the way, he's got fast hands as well for a big yeah. man at 168. Pressure fighter. A pressure a fighter. A lot of pop, a lot of power. He said he was fighting on, on Cinco de Mayo, didn't he? He says he's coming back Cinco de Mayo for that's, sure. Yeah, we know that's the yeah. date he's coming back. I just I just don't All think right, it'll be David who, Benavides. Who's going to be, be his date? It's probably going to be Jamal Charlo because he's coming back to fight you know, Jose Benavides. Right. And uh, you know he should beat him pretty pretty easily. David's brother, right? David's brother, yeah, should beat him pretty easily. You know, get right. a nice little tune up, and then he'll get you know uh, he'll he'll get tuned up himself. So, yeah, yeah, right. Because because <laughs> I give I honestly I give Jer, Jer, Jamal Charlo less of a chance than I gave Jamel Charlo. Yeah, yeah. But it it does. I know that's definitely an option. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's like and Jamal's one one. He's a little bigger than. Yeah. He's at one sixty. Yeah, he's yeah he he's a little bit bigger, but right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, again, I don't think he's as fluid as Jamel. Yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't right, be right. like I don't think it's the right fight to make right right now. You know, you gotta let Jamal come back up and you know get a couple quality wins and maybe move up in weight and test the waters at sixty eight. You know, you know if you're, if at this point you know we need to demand of Canelo, hey, you had your little tune up with yeah. Jam with Jamel, right? 
We don't need another tune-up with Jamal. We need you to take up, take the big fights. Yeah. You're the undisputed right. middleweight, super middleweight champion. Right. Take a fight that indicates you're the undisputed super middleweight champion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for me, it's a fight against Benavides, Morel. Give Morel a shot. Are you, but does, is Morel going to get it? I he, feel like his he stock doesn't isn't have, high enough Yeah, yet. No, he doesn't have the, the, the appeal for like a casual. Right. As someone but, like Benavides would. But we know how really yeah. good Morel is. Oh, yeah. No, he, he gives a lot of people the business. Yeah. and uh, I mean, that dude is for real. No, he's for real. And, uh, you know, Benavides should be the logical guy because he's another Mexican fighting a Mexican on Cinco de Mayo weekend. It would just be a huge event. It you makes know, sense. It makes the, the most sense. Will it happen? And I don't think it will, unfortunately. You don't so, think so? I, I honestly don't think so. If it does, hey, I'll be more than happy to be wrong and to order that fight, like I said, because it's a, I want to see it's a, it. There's a lot of demand for that. Is that the fight you want to see most for Canelo? Yes. Me yes. too. Me Undoubt, too. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. That's, that's the fight that has to happen. I agree. It's the next super fight. I agree. So I agree. Was, was, it, it, it's funny. We talked about this a little bit last week, uh, that like this pressure that Canelo was still under. That he gotta fight guys like, or or his fan base might be a little wavery. Like that press is a little different, you know, in that community. That's that's funny. Yeah, and some of that you is know, unfair. Some of that is yeah. Some of that criticism that he's literally used. the face of, but he's still like, man, you still you better fight. Yeah. You gotta fight. You know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he gets. But he uh, can handle it though. Go, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, he, he definitely can handle it, and you know. What I wanted to say that he uh he gets a lot of cris- criticism from a lot of like the Mexican fan base and even old retired Mexican fighters too. They they say that you know Canelo's not on their level. He's he's a marketing right. champion more than anything. That he was kind of marketed that way. But you know, it, it, and again, Memo's gonna hate me for this. But you know, twenty championship wins, like twenty wins in championship fights. Right. You know, uh, somebody the people say is one of the greater Mexican champions, Juan Manuel Marquez. He's only got nine. Boy, his record is nine and five in title fights. Think about that. Canelo is twenty and yeah. two. Twenty right. and two with, with the draw. So you know we talk about numbers. Numbers don't lie. Well, you know I think Canelo has more than earned, you know his place in the top, you know of the Mexican fighters. I, I don't think he's the, the greatest. No, but you can say top five, and 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 it shouldn't be out of the question that he's top five, uh, top yeah. three if you wanted to. I, I would I would argue top three. You know because I mean people you know say Chavez. You got Ricardo Lopez. Um, Salvador Sanchez, of course, but you know he died very young. Right. It, you know it was. Uh, he, we never got to see what would have happened with, with Salvador Sanchez. Some people say, hey, he would have been the the greatest had he had he been had he been around longer. Right. I know Roy Jones says that's one of his favorite fighters. Right. But you know he passed away at twenty three, and right now we have you know Canelo who just got his twentieth uh, championship win in a championship fight and sixtieth overall and victory, sixtieth overall win. You know sixty two and two, yeah. thirty nine knockouts. You know. You know, hate it or love it, you know the numbers. You know they do not lie, and you know, you know we can say what we want about you know guys like Floyd Mayweather, you know, fighting champions. You know, in an era where everybody and their grandma's a champion, but and Canelo is too. But guess what? He also has twenty championship wins. Right. You know, Mayweather's got twenty four title wins. Canelo has twenty, so he can easily surpass that if he's still going. He's young enough that he can surpass twenty four championship wins. Yeah. So I mean. That puts you in elite company. Absolutely. And and I think, again, his body of work, you know, all things considered, uh, you just got to you gotta give the man his credit. Yeah, you you ha- got to give the man his credit. I, I hope he fights Benavides. I'm also skeptical if it happens. But, you know, the boxing world has, has been more generous this year than we're used to. Let's yeah. see if that can continue going forward. And to that point, y'all, 
<laughs> All right, hold on. Just how yeah. generous have has the boxing world been this year? Well, in case you hadn't heard the news. <laughs> oh, boy. I was floored. When I, matter of fact, you, I remember you texted me in the morning. Yeah. They said, did this just happen? I'm like, no, of course yeah. it didn't happen, <laughs> but it did happen. Uh, I haven't heard anything come from Usyk, but apparently we are getting Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk for all the marbles for the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, my you goodness. They heard us talking, man. Yeah. I, yeah, they heard us talking, yeah. man. Yeah, maybe. They got the message. Yeah. They got the message. <laughs> you heard that. I mean, listen, I, all all apologies and respect due to Francis Ngannou, right? I know that he's got his exhibition matchup, but Tyson Fury's already planning for the future. Yeah. He said, you know what? I'm going to make my big bag here uh, against this this MMA, this wrestling guy. Uh, it, it, but I'm going to handle real business on the other end of that. Again, I asked you this a while back, Fernando, when you were giving Tyson Fury the blues, and I've been giving him some problems too because I'm yeah. I'm really disappointed in some of the things he said recently. This makes it all up for me. I'm good now. Yeah. Let's go, Tyson Fury, yeah. Gypsy King. You're my guy. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Tyson Fury. You know, uh, I never doubted you for a second. Yeah, man. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, right. man, you know, it, for sure. You know, you know what this? Uh, for I mean, I I ain't got nothing negative to say about that. You know, he. We talked about you know the money and the legacy. Well, now he's going to cover that. Yeah, uh, make I, your money, baby. Yeah, I, I I I do believe that now with that motivation. because yeah. he's not trying to mess up that money with Usyk, right? By risking a medical suspension or nothing like that, right? I think Ngannou's going to go out of there a lot earlier than I thought he. He, he gonna hurt old Francis, so he, he's going to get him out of there, and uh, you know, it, uh, hopefully he uh, Ngannou's payday is nice, so yeah. he can bounce back because it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, and. But you know what? Now we can talk about the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world for the first time in, what, 23 years? Dude, how crazy is that? We can finally have that conversation. So thank you, Tyson Fury. Yes, the Gypsy you King. Know, uh, Woo! I, I'm glad you uh, you tuned in to Fair Ones and Fairways and you listened to us. And, Good man. He's a golfer. He loves and, golfing. And, and, you know, so, so stay tuned in and keep listening to us, man. That's right. We appreciate <laughs> you, Tyson Fury. Thank you, man. Ivory, we, we're getting the heavyweight fight we've been wanting, man. Can you believe it? No, it, it's about time. It's about time, and I almost feel stupid when this type of shit happens because it's like <laughs> we should we should have known, like you know, we should have seen it coming. We, but you know, he, he's a he's a jokester. He's a showman, so he kind of you know said what he said and hyped us all up and had everybody mad just to get us back in the palm of his hand <laughs> uh, a, a week later, you know. But hey, we are we're all here for it, you know, no matter what. Uh, no matter what he says or what he does or whatever, as long as he gives us a competition in the in the fights we want to see, you know, we'll we'll be right there tuned in for it. Yet yeah, it does this does make it make you look at uh Ngannou and like kind of feel like, oh man, he ain't got no time to be fucking with you then. <laughs> right. He's gonna wipe you out. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, he, right. he got he, he, he put it on in stone. They didn't sign a I don't know if they signed a contract, but it's out there. It's in the media right now. So yeah, you know, he ain't gonna be out there pity patting and dancing around playing with you. Yeah, supposedly he the deal really to wipe you out. Supposedly the deal's been signed, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. like I said, I don't think he's gonna mess up his money. So yeah, uh, feel bad right. for him. I feel definitely feel bad for Ngannou. But what does it say about the confidence of, of Fury that he's got a fight in October? It's like 
Two months later, put me down with her Suzik too. <laughs> yeah, because they're saying this fight could yeah. happen as early as, what was the date? December 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. They said it could happen as early as December 23rd. I did also hear that it could happen as late as somewhere in March of, of 24, right? A few months, uh, you know, three months uh, further down the road. So that's kind of our window. We don't know. We, uh, official date uh, has not been announced. I do believe it's another Saudi fight, though, right? Yeah, it's in, yeah for sure. Yeah, I mean, th- th- let, me, let me tell you something. Uh, real quick, man. Obviously, we're happy that this fight's happening. I want to talk about it a little bit more. But, you know, even for the Nganu fight, from what I'm told and, and what I've read, what I've seen, uh, they're they're not messing around out there in Saudi Arabia for this event. They're making it not just a fight. They're making this an event. Like, it's going to be week-long of festivities, the, events, the all circus. this stuff. Yeah, really. And then, you know, all culminated with the night of the fight. I mean, they've got a lot going on out there. And, and listen, they are not uh, shy with the checkbook. And, listen, mm-hmm. it's it's enough to make a guy who said, all I want to do is make money, take the biggest fight in the world. So, you know, uh, Thank you, uh, our friends over there. <laughs> you know, uh, did, y'all hear, Saudi. did y'all hear what Ice Cube said? What did he say? I, Ice Cube said these, these Saudis ain't playing. They coming for the NBA. They say they 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 doing. They coming for all these professional sports right now. It's you see what they did with golf. Yes. You see what they can do with boxing at the drop of a hat whenever they want to. Yes. And uh, you know, Ice Cube was on his little media tour a couple months ago and kind of going in on the NBA, but, you know, overall, he was like, keep an eye on these Saudis, man. They throwing money around, and 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 they coming for whole leagues. They coming for whole industries. Well, they need to throw some money man. at Canelo, too, so he can, maybe he'll fight Benavides that way. <laughs> throw some money at Canelo, too, man. Give him, give him, give him 50 maybe. or something. Give him 50 million as, a, as you know, to start out with. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Yeah, tell, I mean, tell me this. Tell me this, Fernando. Cinco de Mayo fight but in Saudi, it'll work. Would the Mexican fans still be mad it, at him about nah, that? No, man, it'll work. It'll work. I mean, all the be, paper, we'll be day drinking. <laughs> you know, all the rich Mexicans are gonna go fly out to Saudi Arabia. It'll be, it'll be all right. We'll be day drinking then. We'll be day yeah. drinking. We'll be day celebrating. We'll start a little early that day. That's all good. <laughs> I heard that. I mean, that that's an interesting <laughs> idea. I, I love it, man. And and listen. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, wow! No, these Saudis, man, they're not playing, dude. Well, I mean, you got to realize. You I, see, I, and, and, and then you look, look at, look at James Harden. Look at these disgruntled athletes that be trying to wiggle their way out of contracts. You think these Saudi guys will say, "Hey, man, I got a hundred for you. Come over here. Oh, you ain't got. You only got to play thirty games. Come, you know, you, you don't think? Please." Hey man, let me tell you keep something. Keep an eye on it, man. And not to get too far off uh, of topic here, but you got to understand how much money. Like you know, you hear somebody, "I'm gonna make it rain." These guys are making it rain. I, I don't know yeah, if you if you've even heard of something called the line. Now listen, we're not gonna get into this. We're gonna stick to boxing. But do me a favor. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, look up on YouTube. However you want to do it, the line Saudi Arabia. That's how much money these guys got right now, okay? Just yeah. just to give you an idea, I mean, these guys are building the city of the future in the desert. Just go look at it. Yeah. You, you, your yeah. mind will be blown. Your mind will be yeah. blown almost as much as the fact that we're actually getting a fight that we want between Tyson Fury yeah. and Alexander Usyk. Listen, real quick, <laughs> obviously, we're going to dive into that. I mean, first, Fury's got his ex- exhibition with Francis Ngannou, and then we'll finally, hopefully, get a date and realize, you know, when this fight with Usyk is going to happen. What is your initial take, though? I want to just get, you know, knee-jerk reaction, first reaction, first take, 
now that we know we're actually getting this fight, Fernando, I want to start with you. Tyson Fury finally getting in the ring with Oleksandr Usyk for all the belts. I think uh, I think a very motivated Tyson Fury is probably one of the most uh, one of the most dangerous fighters in the world, and you know he he knows how to use his size to his advantage. You know he knows how to use the, his his combinations. Uh, he can he can you know push you to the ropes and you know set up his big punches, his right hand. He's got an underrated power. I know it, uh, his knockout percentage isn't as high as you know you would think, but he can knock you out with either hand. And uh, I think I think he's gonna try to rough up Uzik, and you know, and let's give Uzik some credit too because he's a very slick mover. Once he get lets his hands go, he's very difficult to 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 beat as well. And uh, I just think my initial reaction is that the size for for Fury, that the size advantage that he has right now, I think might be a little too much. I don't think he stops Uzik, but I do think he will get a comfortable decision. You, are you trying to tell me that a guy who's 6'9", 270 plus pounds can hurt you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me, Fernando? I, I just might be trying to tell you that. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, listen, uh, you know, I think Fury has matured into a very dangerous fighter, right? Even though he's always been big, I think once he decided, you know what? Uh, you know, because, for example, it happened after the first fight with Wilder. He boxed beautifully in that fight. Got caught at the end, but still got up, and I thought did more than enough to actually win it. They ended up calling it a draw. But that was the line for Tyson Fury. That's where he said, you know what? Why am I fighting like the mouse when I'm the cat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm going to be the offense. I'm the big dude here. I'm bigger than all you guys, and guess what? I'm going to show you why that's a problem, you know, for you, right? And, and ever since he took on that attitude, the, this Tyson Fury – He's a very dangerous guy. He's a very dangerous guy. My initial take on this is I'm very excited for it. Again, I think the grandest title that any athlete can ever hope to have is undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Again, you know, I'm just the heavyweight champion of the world. Throw undisputed on that. I don't think there's a better title in all of sports. Um, Here's where I'm worried, though. I think stylistically it's going to be an ugly fight. I think it's going to be an awkward fight. I think I don't know how much real I mean listen they're heavyweights so we know that anything can happen at any moment but I just stylistically it's a very awkward matchup. So I'm curious to see how it actually looks when these guys get in the ring. Yeah, no, for sure and and you know in some of uh Tyson Fury's biggest wins like his uh win over Klitschko was a pretty dreadful fight to watch. Right. And so it could be a fight where it's just, man, it, the event might be better than the fight. Right. You know, like the presentation and everything will right. be, be better than the fight. But if, if that's what we got to go through to get an undisputed heavyweight champion. So be it. So be it. And, you know, it'll just be, you know, it'll go on the record as having been a terrible fight. But, but you know, but, you know, we, 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 all, need to, we all need to watch it. Um, and like I said, it could, it could be a terrible fight, but I think uh, we'll, we'll have a clear winner in this one. Yes. I don't, I don't think there'll be controversy just because I, I do think the size difference, you know, it's just a little too much. And, and I think Uzik's too good to get knocked out. You know, I think he's cut from the cloth of, of a holy field, you know, like same trajectory, career trajectory, and he's just a, a smaller heavyweight, but he's just a tough guy. And I think – we You know what they always say? They say that a great small fighter can beat a, a good – big fighter or an average big fighter 
Well, we're talking about a great big fighter. Yeah. Uh, so again, I think that I think you're right. I think that that size ends up being a little bit too much to overcome for Usyk. Ivory, what do you think, man? How are you looking at this thing? Kind of now that we know that it's coming down the pike. Well, obviously, you know, uh, Fury's going to be favored. He's huge. I mean, he has a big, huge size advantage over everybody. I just need, I just need Fury to keep his gloves on and don't be hitting people with the with the palm of his hand. And shit oh like no, that. you're not. I, that, that's what I need. <laughs> keep, keep your gloves on and hit with the padding, man. You know, don't be don't be dome shotting people hey, with man. the palm of your big ass hand. You, you've been talking <laughs> to Deontay uh, Wilder, huh? <laughs> hey man, I hey, I've seen it, man. I don't like that, <laughs> but 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 really, you know, on the other side, on the real side, though, I remember there was a time where now Tyson Fury has a personality and the cachet, and I think you know we 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 like him as far as American boxing fans. Sure, but I remember there was a time where the Klitschko brothers had it locked, and that was a kind of an unfun time of boxing. <laughs> like, that was yeah, kind yes. of boring. It was and, probably and, yeah. and I and with these two guys, you know, foreign guys going at it. I don't know how many American boxing fans really know about Usyk. You know, I think maybe just now some are just kind of have been getting familiar with Tyson Fury. So, you know, it's it, it, that foreign American kind of pride, American, you know, stuff that that you know, if if the heavyweight champ ain't really getting down with the American fan base, it's like eh, it's like what is it? So. You know, we don't really know too much about Usyk. I'm just saying your average, you know, fringe boxing fan. Yeah, the casual um, fan. So yeah. just imagine if it goes to him. It's going to be like, well, who is this guy? And what, you know, where is he from? Who, who's he been fighting? So it's going to be a weird time no matter who wins. But well, if Fury wins, obviously, we, we kind of, that's a name we're, we're a little more familiar with. But, you know, whenever we get these two foreign kind of heavyweights going at it, it's always a weird time for American boxing fans, I feel. Yeah, and you know uh, uh, the Klitschko era because we we touched on it a little bit. You know, I think it uh, it it kind of killed the heavyweight division a little bit because it was some of the most boring fights with the Klitschko yeah. style. You know, jab, jab, hold, jab, jab, hold. Right. And you know he did that yeah, for twelve rounds, and, on you. and he dominated a whole decade that way. I mean, but but at the end of the day, can I say this? Because yeah. you're right, I, it was not a fan fan friendly, especially for Americans. We weren't into the Klitschko's, although their knockout percentage was crazy. Yeah, I mean they they did get rid of their opponents. They, did. they that, just did it too. very methodically, very methodically. Well, and, that know. was the now I was gonna say that was the beginning of this super. You know, you know what I'm going. You know where I'm going though. So that oh, was the beginning don't. of yeah. this <laughs> okay super heavyweight uh, g- g- uh, genetic. Base we got floating around right now, but I will say yeah, they I, were like the beginning of that. Uh, now, 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 six, seven, six, 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 seven guys all over the place. But I was gonna say I will say this: if Uzik does win this fight, I think uh, heavyweight boxing in, in the United States are are actually in better shape because they have a more realistic chance of beating this guy. <laughs> because you know yeah. Fury is six foot nine, he's big size, big dude. You know, move like a middleweight. <laughs> to me, like it wouldn't be unrealistic for Andy Ruiz to beat Uzik. Right. It's not unrealistic. I agree. I agree. It's not unrealistic that Deontay Wilder beats Usyk. Yeah, if Deontay Wilder hits right, Usyk right. with the same punch that he hit Fury with, Usyk ain't getting up. You know, let's let's what if yeah. you know, what if uh Big Baby Anderson gets a couple quality wins down the road and then challenges Usyk in yeah. the United States? Yeah. That's a big fight. You know? Absolutely. So you know, and, and with Usyk the, being the a smaller t- the title would be more vulnerable, you Yeah, saying. the title is more vulnerable, it's a more realistic opportunity sure. with a smaller heavyweight. 
if you know if if Tyson Fury wins, which I think he will, but if he, if if he wins, he still has now he has four belts hostage, right? So right. And, and, and let me let me let me say this real quick, just because I agree with what you're saying, but let's also not dem- like it, try to downplay just how special Alexander Usyk is. I mean, this guy is extremely yeah. skilled, one of the best boxers on the planet. Period. He just happens to also be in the heavyweight division now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to diminish that at all. I know a lot of fans. They're like, man, you just go. You need to put some respect on Usyk's name. And I am. Listen, no, for sure. He, he for didn't sure. get here just by chance. Yeah. I'm just uh, if I'm comparing Fury and Usyk, I'm right. gonna say. Uzik is more beatable than Fury, right? But let's make no mistake. Right. He, you know, Uzik on any on anybody's top pound for pound, you can put him in the top three, and there'd be no argument there. You know, he's easily one of the top three, to top five fighters in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, with with his combination punching, his uh, ring IQ, his movement. Of course, uh, I just think when you know when he fights a heavyweight, you know, similar in size to him, he's he's more. But then again, he can also be more unbeatable because he's fighting more, you know, uh, a more equal op- opponent. I'm just saying that between the two fighters, between Fury and Uzi, mm. it's just, you know, who would you rather fight? <laughs> right. I you know, agree. That's what, that's what I agree. I agree. And well, no, so, I get your point. And, and, well, we'll say it. And, so I, and I'm not trying to, you know, I said, no, no disrespect to Uzi, but, you know, I would much rather fight him than Fury. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have to deal with someone who's... You know, you know, he can tell you what the weather is going to be like tomorrow when he walks yeah, around. You know exactly. what I mean? I mean, that's just a monster of a, of a human being. Um, and, 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 you know, I totally get what you're saying there. And, I, and you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that's a good point to make. Um, man, Ivory, did you have anything else on that? Uh, no, nah, man. Just, just, you know, just waiting for it, ready for it. And, you know, that's, that's why I like... Uh, that's why I like jumping in the ring with you boys. Get a nice little lesson, nice little history lesson. Oh man, it's always I'm ready fun. for it though. It's always I'm fun. Ready for it. I do want to say this too, man, because uh, you know <laughs> we're wrapping up. We're going to wrap up the show today. Um, again, very excited, and thank you for joining the conversation. You know, uh, in the golf world, uh, this past uh, past weekend was also a, a big event. There, uh, we had the Ryder Cup, right? So every other year, you know, Team USA versus uh, Team Europe. And, uh, boy, the USA did not have a good run of it this year, too, man. So uh, I think some of that controversy, you were talking about the Saudis earlier, uh, some of that controversy, man, I think prevented the U.S. from putting the best team together. And and, and hopefully that's something that gets fixed down the road. But, yeah, man, I I say all that to say – some more golf, some more golf content will be on the way, especially as we start incorporating some new things uh, over the next few weeks. I'm very excited for us to continue to grow this brand and bring you a better, better product every week, every time out. Some good things on the way. So thank all of you who are joining the conversation early. Fernando, appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, thank you for having me as always. You know, big shout out to Ivory uh, as well. You know, for for being with us, and you know, just want to tell everybody out there, you know, keep staying tuned, keep watching, keep you know, keep listening because. Big things are coming, and, you know, we can't wait to, to bring it to you and give you a, a good boxing show. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. Don't forget to check out the Whatever You Say podcast. My man, Ivory Towns. Mm. My man, Ivory sure. Towns. That's right, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time with you boys, as always. And, uh, yeah, check out the Whatever You Say podcast, streaming on all platforms. Man. There it is. Check it out. And, uh, again, thank you for talking a little sweet science with us. Till the next time, you know what we say. Keep your hands up.